Hello and welcome back to the podcast of All This John, recording live from the city of brotherly love in a West Philly neighborhood. I'm your host, Mikey. Join us every week where we talk about the latest Johns of the week. For you Philadelphians out there, you know what I'm talking about. All This John is a podcast all about society and pop culture. Every week, me and my guests take it to the limits, so don't expect anything else. Straight from the mouth of yours truly, all in the life of a gay Philadelphian. It has been a hot minute since I dropped an episode, that's for sure. But life has been busy and summer has been, I guess you can say, somewhat entertaining. But summer is almost over and fall is slowly approaching. With that being said, we are back. And if you listened last time, we talked about the summer of 1984. The summer I was born, of course, also known as cancer season. We also dug into attributes of a cancer... We touched base with a group of my friends on their personal zodiac signs, the summer of 2020 so far, and of course, my birthday trip in Rehoboth as I turned the big three six. On this week's episode of All This John, we sit back, dig a little deep, or should I say extremely deep, and talk love, marriage, and separation. To love at first sight, to a 12-year relationship then and now, and of course, marriage. We also sit back and talk about growing up with separated parents. Whether you grew up living with your mother or you grew up living with your father, everyone has a story and how that may affect them as a child or now as an adult, and all the emotions and feelings that you may go through. This week, I bring on a very special guest to discuss this week's two-part episode topic, and that is... Not only my best friend, my equal, my one and only, my partner in life, the yin to my yang, my husband, Kenan. So let's get started and welcome Kenan to the show. Hey, Kenan. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Living a life about COVID and living with you. So obviously me and Kenan live together. We've been together 12 years and... We have a little pooch, Kyler, um, and this summer has been pretty somewhat entertaining, I guess you can say, um, living the new normal with COVID. You know, obviously we live together, so I know your feelings all the time, but when you're by yourself, how do you, you know, how do you mend the mind? Lots and lots of podcasts. I hope you're listening to this one regularly. I am. I have to. It's part of my duties. (laughs) Um, What's going on? Like, how do you feel about COVID? I know we had a discussion today at brunch about mask wearing, but we're not going to dig too deep in that because the John of the Week is coming up. Okay. Um, I think that it is interesting to say that we all got what we wanted out of life. I know I said multiple times I wanted some time to relax and regroup and kind of recharge from all the hustle and bustle of life. And what happened? COVID sent us back inside and we couldn't do anything. Um, I do miss going to Home Goods with a good pumpkin spice and just browsing. Um, but, you know, we'll get there one day as long as pumpkin spice comes out. <laughs> I can't. So, you know, in recent events, and I guess we can tell the Home Goods story is. Me and Kenan have been in search of a circle rub, kids. And I don't know what's going on. Maybe 2020 set us back a couple years, but there are no circle faux fur rugs 
anywhere. There's not ones at Home Goods. There's not ones at At Home. There's not ones at Marshalls. You can't find them. They're all square. So the reason for this is Kyler, our dog, has been somewhat sick lately and he's just not been holding his bladder together so he kind of ruined our favorite dining room rug so that's what we've been on a search for a circle of hope for a rug yeah so if anybody on the show or listening to the show knows about one i would love a link or two get at us <laughs> so that's been life and recent events so obviously we're here to talk about love marriage and separation um, no, me and Kenan are not separated. You'll join us on part two of All This Strong, episode six, where we talk separation. Um, but we're going to talk about love and marriage, um, being in a 12-year relationship, love at first kind of sight kind of thing, different cities we lived in, and from when we first met till today. So why don't we jump into our main topic, which is love and marriage. So I know this is where we both have our own different stories to that night, but um, for everybody listening who doesn't know me and Kenan personally, and who does, I'm sure you've heard it multiple times, but we met in D.C. at this town nightclub, which is no longer there, which is totally sad, but we met at town nightclub. So I'm going to let Kenan tell his side of the story first on how we came about 12 years ago. Well, it was a fateful night of um, needing some away time from the DC nightlife, because back in the day, Kenan was out every day of the week. Um, Long story short is, I was with my best friend at the time. We had too many margaritas at dinner. We still wanted to go out. So we hustled down to DC before they closed the front door. Um, and we went to town. We had terrible time finding parking, but we finally found it. And it was probably closer to midnight, which was late for us to show up. Um, and we were waiting in the doorway and me and my now husband, um, locked eyes and did the, the cute gay stare gaze um, and he went on his way inside and I had to go through the ropes. Um, and that turned into a night of a lot of gazes and stares, but no action. Um, and at the end of the night, his best or Michael's best friend, um, uh, at the time introduced me to him after he stared at me very weirdly. And yeah, we've been a joint at the hip ever since. More like Kenan didn't leave, but... That would be your side. My side is that we just had so many great times together that we didn't want to stop seeing each other. So that's how your story was that night. That's how my, like, expedited story was that night. Your little short version. Yeah. So to switch it over to me, my story, I always like to draw mine out a little bit. Um, I recently got out of a very toxic relationship. Um... I was dating this guy at the time, and it just wasn't very great. So Michael went on, like, this two-week, I'm not going to the club hiatus. And my friend at the time was like, you're coming out tonight. And I was like, nope, I just got done work late. Um, If all you people in D.C. are listening, you know, I, you know, you're familiar with Georgetown. 
to Tacoma Park. So it was very blue and orange line to the red, red straight up to Tacoma Park. So I got done work really late and I basically was like, nope, not going out. Uh, my friend at the time called me and he was like, you've got to come out. you got to come out. you got to come out. So I wind up going out. Um, we knew people at town who used to let us in for free and not pay and not wait in line. And we usually used to get there really early to be let in. And this night was kind of a late night. So, of course, when I got there, our friend wasn't there at the door. So we had to wait in line. So here walks in Kenan and my eyes locked and the gay stare the gay gaze and all of that jazz and you know me being out of fresh new relationship i was like you know what it's time to hop back in the saddle um you know i was either gonna have fun that night or so be it so pretty much what kenan said was it was very lock eyes all night here and there across the dance floor at the bar um, through our friend's eyes, and that's how we pretty much met, and then we've been together ever since. Would there be anything that you would change about that night? Mm. I kind of wish you went to the hotel party to see if it would have made it past that first night. Oh, we're really going to dig into this first hotel party. Well, Michael wasn't going to the hotel party that night. I believe I had work at 11 a.m. the next day that Kenan decided to take me to and drive uh-huh. over. Yep, uh-huh. we had Johnny Rockets. Yes, we did. We had Johnny Rockets for lunch. Um, I think I would change the fact that I felt like you were going to stand me up that night waiting until 6 o'clock in the morning for a ride home. That was because I needed to go across the bridge to Roslyn from D.C. and my phone died, which was like a, like, I don't even remember. It was red and black, and it was so small. It was like a Blackberry or something. Oh, God. And it died, and I was, like, trying to charge it and took forever to charge back on, but... Or were you just slow coming across the bridge? Everyone who knows me will probably say I was slow coming across the bridge, but I, it took a while to leave D.C. and then come back. Five o'clock in the morning, kids. Virginia drivers, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember our first date? If I remember correctly, it was at Loyal Plaza, and it was on the top floor facing 18th Street, and yeah, it was like a three-hour, like, dinner, talking about everything under the sun. We really did. I think we talked about some of our, like, non-negotiables and what we wanted out of life and all those things. Um, Love Loyal Plaza. Wish I could be there right now. Swirls and carne asada. No, shrimp or salmon with baby shrimp. Yes, they were the go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after that, we kind of talked about, like, apartment living and where we were living. Um, you living far as fuck outside the city of D.C. Mm-hmm. and Aldi, Virginia, and me living in Tacoma Park with horrible roommates. I think it was, like we came to an agreement, like, should we move in together? Yeah, because we were just in the phase of wanting something new. Do you have... Did you have any moments where you're like, shit, am I really about to move in with this person? Um, yes. I'm not gonna lie. Um, But I think my youth and my, like, optimism told me, oh, it's all gonna work out, you're gonna be close to the city, and if anything, it doesn't work out, you'll at least be close to your friends. True. 
Well, it's so funny because you, you mentioned being, you know, youthful, I guess you can say. Uh, when Kenan first told me his age, he's like, oh, I'm 20. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I was, you know, roughly 23. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll be 21 in two weeks. And then we went to your birthday. My 21st at- birthday was at um, P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's. Tyson's one. No, Tyson's too. I can't. I can never remember. I think it's now. Tyson's too. Tyson's too, and Ruben stuttered, saying me happy birthday. He did. I don't know where his career went, but it wasn't anything special. Well, he was there, and he sang me happy birthday number twenty. Maybe that was his like last performance. It could have been. At least I got to see him out. <laughs> anyway, um, push come the shove. Me and Kenan wind up moving in together. Two months later. Not even. even It was like it was October, the like first Saturday of October or last Saturday of October that year. So it was right after my birthday. It was like the day after we moved in together. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because we went. We did. We went to um, Cobalt for Halloween. We did that same day that we moved in because we had nothing to really move in besides like a bed. (laughs) We really did, and we had like I think I had that IKEA bookshelf. Or did we buy that together? No, we bought that together. Separate. All we had was a bed, a boob tube, a set of dishes, and like one pot. It was so sad. And the leather couch. No, we didn't get the leather couch until months later when we got the shelf. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that's right. At the good old Wellington up on Columbia Pike. Pike. Ugh, Scott Street. Yes. We used to take the 16... ABCDFG <laughs> down to Pentagon City to get on the blue line. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel. Yes, Daniel. I love Daniel. I do too. Um, He's a good did, Judy. Yes. Did you love living at the Wellington? I did. I loved it. It was a great little community. It was. In a great location. It was close to work. So we both worked at Pentagon City Mall and we could go right over the bridge really quick. And they had really large apartments. You know what I hated about that apartment community? I'm sure you already know. Barbara. I hated her. Like, I cannot stand that bitch. She's still there, probably. She probably is. In her back office in 1301, just being a bitch. Like, I hated her. But you know what? Hindsight, full circle moment. We both work in property management now and do exactly what she does. And you know what? I understand somewhat of why she was a bitch. Like, we always pay our rent on time. I just feel like we had... There was always, like, paperwork issues or something. It was just ridiculous. I literally... Yeah. I couldn't... Couldn't... Couldn't stand Barbara. But I love the pool. The gym was nice. All the leasing agents were nice. Again, shout out to Daniel. Daniel, first leasing job and, there or something. And speaking of full circle, it's so funny how like we both came into property management and we wind up working at the same company that Daniel was brought on to as well. Right? Crazy. Small. It was like meant to be. He was meant to be in our lives. For real. Small world. Who would have thought how many years later? At least seven. Now, longer than that. Eight, nine? Oh, yeah, because we kind of, yeah, we've been in Philly for yeah. three, yeah, yeah, like nine years. That's crazy. So, jumping around a little bit, you know, obviously living together, um, we have come into so many cities together. So many cities. So, obviously, we met in D.C. We yes. were there for three years? I'm always uh, bad at this. I want to say that was two years. 
No, three years. Three, three years. years. Maybe four years. Almost. I'm going to... Mm, no, I'm going to say two. Because if you think about it, we were... Oh, we transferred we, early. We transferred from, yeah, early to from the studio to 1301 down the street at mm-hmm. the Wellington to this two-bedroom mm-hmm. with the roommate fiascos. And plural, then, people. Plural. plural. And then we moved to the Windy City of Chicago. Love Chicago. I think that's my favorite city. I think it's because you grew up there. Hands down favorite city, I think. Why was Chicago your favorite? The culture, the people, the subway. It's literally so economical to live there. And any other city we've kind of lived in was kind of like not economical. Like the cost of living was very high. Where our first apartment was like $800 and we were in the heart of Boys Town. We really were. I, I, it was exciting because it was an, it was an adventure. It was exciting because I'm like, wow, we're about to like give up our life in D.C. with all our friends and travel to middle America to the Windy City, the only big city that they have in middle America that's worth entertaining, I guess, except for Denver. And we go there with, like, our dog, our U-Haul van, an apartment <laughs> we'd never seen. And you had a job, and I didn't at the time. Right. because I, yeah. I transferred my little part-time job with Ann Taylor to yeah, guess, go and work in um, North and Clybourne. Yes, Guess Inc. did not did not feature me when we moved to Chicago, but it's okay. Um, and then we got to Chicago, and it was fall time and we're like you're like it's gonna be really cold so get ready for it and it was really cold <laughs> it's extremely cold um chicago was a good time i definitely feel like it's definitely a foodie city so foodie not as great as philly but eh, i would debate that that's questionable i think philly's got all like the hoagies and you know italian whatever that's, down that's all you're gonna give us that's all i'm gonna give you but you have to think about Ping pong, just alone. All right, like that I'll give level it to you. of like food and bongo room, and I mean, even the little hole in the wall, like the omelet place. All right, I'll there. definitely give it to you. There was definitely there was. I'll say this: there was no big food chains there. It was very mom and pop, which yeah. is definitely very enjoyable. And the food culture is there is really great. Correct. And it's so, like, sports-driven. It's college, like, universities-driven. You you are getting a little too far with this because... (laughs) It's competing with Philadelphia, clearly. Uh, Okay. But more economical to live. It is very more economical to live. And the subway is the second largest CTA, yeah. Yes. The MTA, CTA, and then Metro. I think it's New York, Chicago, then D.C. That's right, D.C. Metro. Um, but anyway, Chicago was a blast while it lasted. The last year was kind of rough, but we won't talk about that. Um, and then we went back to D.C. and then moved to the greatest city of them all. Uh, I want to say we had a couple of stents in Philadelphia. I will give it to Philly. They have stepped it up since the last time we lived here. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can call this place home. So... Since we are on a Philly podcast, what are some, like, favorite Philly things that you really enjoy living in the city of really love? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say the Italian market, because I love that culture feel of, like, being able to buy produce off the street. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, 
I am going to say I've learned to love the, like, toughness of the people. They don't take no BS here. It's a vibe. Yeah. You don't fuck around. No. I feel like anytime someone gets upset, they could cut you. And that's kind of interesting. And they probably will. And it would be a really good uh, story to pull out your phone and get it on tape. Yeah, or two seconds later, they could be singing, like, voice men in, like, a steak and cheese place. Or did you, uh, did you just call a cheesesteak place. That's so sorry. DC of you. DC people, Phillies out there, call a cheesesteak a steak and cheese. I just want to throw I mean, it's the same thing, right? I just, steak well, and I just cheese want, and cheesesteak? I just want to throw it in there real Okay. Yeah. It's got cheese and steak in both. Yeah, but it's called cheesesteak. Okay, maybe it's the roll. That's what I've heard. It's, it's the roll that makes the difference. Good old sarcone bread. Yeah. They don't have that, these days. No. They have sure. They try. They try, though. Yeah. Yeah. They try. <laughs> they try. Um, what are some other Philly faves of yours, babe? Um, oh my god, there's like so many. I don't believe you have any. Um, I do love their BYOs. All the BYO restaurants I've been to in Philadelphia have been amazing. Shout out to Jackson's. Shout out to Mercado. I can like keep naming. They're all amazing. There's countless. There's countless of them. And brunch here. Isn't as good as Bottomless in DC, but if it all if they had Bottomless, they would be so much better. It's a vibe though. We have a vibe. Yeah, like, no, no vibe, no vibe, but <laughs> it's not Bottomless. So restaurants, the Italian market, and the people. The people, got it. For me, it's definitely the people. It's definitely the vibe. It's definitely the culture. Definitely the restaurants. Oh, I have the- another one. I have another one. The murals. The murals. We do kick ass on murals. There's so many in Philly. I feel like there's countless more that since we've been back. Like Correct. every day I turn around I'm like, when did that mural get there? What's your favorite mural? Um, I want to say it's Amy Shepherd's on the tar- the side of the Target on, I think it's, it's Locust. 12th and Sansom. Yeah. That's mural. amazing. One of my favorites is on Spring Garden. There's two of them actually. There's the one that you Philadelphians out there will know. The old transit nightclub. It's on the side of that. And then there's one, literally a block, if you're going west, back towards the city. I believe it's on... Oof. Ninth? No. Transit's on ninth, around that area. So it's on 12th, the other one. It's, like, colorful and abstract. We do got some good murals. Mm, you do like abstract things. Yes. Um, living in Philly, we've lived in three separate neighborhoods. What is your favorite? Oh, hands down, Antique Row. Antique Row. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a a very, like, city-dwelling vibe. Yes. Very, like, right outside our door was, like, city streets vibe. Old Um, brick and, like, just craziness. But foodery was right there. We did love a good foodery. PPA was always out. Ugh, giving tickets, of course. <laughs> um, and the apartment was cute. It had a little backyard that you never expect. I mean, you don't really get yards in Philly, but yeah. it was a very cute yard. It was a, a concrete yard. <laughs> that I literally adapted into a two-yard. Two, 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 the two dirty yards, yeah. Exactly. Um, I think for me, I definitely like Pine Street, but I also liked Brewerytown. I think the reason for it is because... I grew up in Fairmount, which is below Poplar, below Gerard, I guess you can say. And then Gerard's like the cutoff to see me growing up 
in a neighborhood like Fairmount that was like, you don't go past Gerard, to now Gerard Avenue, what it has become, Brewerytown is definitely a fan fave. Um, but I definitely love the University City, West Philly neighborhood that we live in now because there's so much... It's quiet like a neighborhood where you have the typical family, but then you have like the hipsters of Baltimore Avenue and all the college kids and pretty good neighborhoods to be lived in. Yeah, I love our neighborhood now. It's it's got so much charm and wit and like interesting. Like yeah. you always see something different. Uh-huh. Um, I did catch myself the other day. I was like, oh my god! I remember when we first came and saw this apartment. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna love this. And if anyone who actually knows me knows that I'm kind of particular about everything. So I was just like, ooh, I got to make this work, and I got to make it work. But, you know, it really has become home. And like, I feel like this is our longest apartment. That we've lived in in one space. That's why I said, like, Philadelphia could become home. Like, we're really building roots here. It's definitely becoming home. Yeah. <laughs> um, little does anyone know, me and Kenan have started looking for houses because I feel like our whole renting phase is over, and we want to make something ours. I want to, like, paint a wall and, like, it stay. Right. Or, you know, have a yard or uh-huh. something. Or have, like, barbecues at my house every year. Right. And entertain like we like to do. Yeah. So it's definitely um, been coming together, the neighborhoods and cities that we have lived in. So what are some favorite things that we've done together? So, like, trips or birthday moments? Ooh, that's a good one. I want to say your, I think it was your 26th birthday, 27th birthday. We were in Chicago and everyone crammed into our like. Loft style apartment. Loft style, by love, whatever you want to call it. And we only had like blow up mattresses and a sofa. And this apartment was like, turn, turn, turn. You've seen it all. But like we all crammed in it and we like had such an amazing time. Um, yeah, I think that was one for the record books. Like. That was actually my 28th birthday. Ooh, I gave you more time. You did give me more time. It was definitely a fun birthday. It was definitely one for the books or whatever. Um, For me, I would say, what is that one birthday when we were in the studio where everyone came over that summer? That was the first year we were there. First year we were there. Yeah, I would definitely say, was it? It totally was. It was. It was was like my 24th? Birthday, I don't yeah. Remember. It was one. That was a good birthday for me. Um, I'll also say the birthday in Chicago was a good one. Um, my 30th birthday was amazing. I always said that I wanted to go to Vegas, stay at the Palms for my 30th birthday, and go see a show. And we literally made it happen. I remember being so excited to be there and to experience Vegas because, I mean, I grew up in Philly and we would go to, you know, at the age of 21, we would go to Atlantic City and go gambling. And from the ages of 21 to 30, I did not gamble. And 30th birthday was literally my first time gambling. And it was so exciting to physically be there and play all of these amazing games that, you know, I never got to do at the age of 21. And we stayed at the Pops. 
Yeah, which was not what it is now. It's totally been upgraded. It has totally been upgraded. We did get upgraded that day. We did. It was, we were, it was really late, and yes. we were on, like, the last flight out of Philadelphia to Vegas, and then we were on the first flight. I know we were on the last flight again last flight into out. Philadelphia, and it was, yeah, it was a whirlwind. We saw Nene Leakes we, yes. and Zumanity. We saw, we gambled. We got in and out bird, which was a first for me because I've never been to L.A. Yes. And it was, yeah, it was one for the record books, too. Yes. You have really good birthdays. Uh, everyone who's everyone knows that literally birthday time is, like, the best holiday. Like, fuck Christmas, fuck New Year's. Like, it's all about my birthday. It's the day I was born. It's a moment to shine and be happy about it. But you get good Christmases, too, with your I grandmother's do. meatballs. I really do get good gifts, but my birthdays are, like, meant to be celebrated. Okay. And I would say this year, you literally put on the A-game for my birthday this year. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, definitely a surprise. All my friends came together. Shout-out to everyone who was there. I gave a shout-out um, on our last episode for everyone, so yeah. it was definitely, definitely in the books. They definitely showed up. I, they followed directions well. Yes, I love people who follow directions well. Um, what are some favorite birthdays of yours? Ooh, that's a tough one. So my <coughs> 30th birthday was great, which is only a few years ago, you know, I'm still so young. Um, <laughs> I definitely surprised the hell out of you, though. You did. I did not expect it. I, we ate at... I don't remember the name of the restaurant. Talk. Talk, which was amazing, which of course has been closed down for Rest two years. Rest in peace, Yes, talk. but it was amazing. Shout out to Fredo and Lewis for deciding to spend too much money on dinner that night. It was very pricey. Yeah, but it was amazing. Um, anything that deals with food, you know I love. So, that birthday was amazing. Oh, Miami. We went to Miami. Remember, we went to Fort Lauderdale. We did Halloween and It was definitely Fort Lauderdale. a good time. That was a good time. If you are in Miami or Fort Lauderdale area for Halloween, definitely go to Fort Lauderdale. The whole block shuts down. It's a bunch of gays running around in these skimpy little outfits. It was fun. Yeah. That was that was a good birthday, too. Um, ooh, I don't really like a lot of things on my birthday. Fun on your twenty first birthday. Oh, my twenty first birthday. Obviously, yeah. duh. Um, and yeah, I don't really like have those are my like tops. What about trips? Obviously, we love Miami. It's like our home away from home. Um, love Miami. I think the first time it was amazing. The second time, this last time takes the cake though because the house was so much better than any other accommodations we had. Um. We've gone to... I mean, Vegas was fun. Vegas was fun for your birthday. Where else have we gone? Oh, I loved Costa Rica when I went to Costa Rica. The yes, black sands are amazing. We went to Costa Rica. Which was... Went off the bucket list. Um, We've definitely had some fun trips, which yeah, is really good. Definitely. It was very, definitely exciting. But I feel like all the years that we've been together, we've come into... Different friendships. Completely. In different circles. Um, what does friends mean to you? Um, they mean an extension of myself. Like, you know, it's, you know, that old additive that if who you hang out with is a reflection of you. So I try to hang out with some cool people. I definitely agree. I feel like we've been through 
so many different people have come, so many people have gone, some people stick, some people mm-hmm. are just there temporarily, some people come in and out when they want. Yeah. Um, but I believe I said this on a podcast a couple weeks ago when we talked about friendships and relationships, is that I really enjoy the circle that we've created now. I feel like there's a strong bond between somewhat people of the past and mm-hmm. some people now. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that we've become almost like a connective tissue of all these different subgroups that they can all get in a room and they can like kind of vibe together, which right. is, you know, a testament to how great our friends are. I mean, there's definitely times where, you know, vibes go a little wackadoo and, you know, but that's just what Life, make people yeah. make up people. And I think, you know, I've talked to Derek um, about this and, you know, People are people when they want to be. Like, you know, we made this joke of, like, you know, sometimes we all want to wear the pants in the circle when we want to lead on certain things, but sometimes you just can't wear the pants. Someone else has to wear the pants. Um, And for me, I'm a big wear the pants kind of person where I'm like, no, it has to be this way. Um, And with this group of friends, I realized that I I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I don't always want to wear the pants now. So I'm like, I'm going to let this person direct the ship mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think we do that on, we have so many different friend groups and occasions that we go and we all hang out. That like, if it's your, your, you know, thing, then you lead the ship on it. And we let you be the cruise director. Shout out to Michael. Best cruise director around. Yeah, he's a, he's a good, he's a good cruise director. Yeah. It must be his HR base. <laughs> love you michael um but yeah i feel like we've and our friends kind of bond with our other friends that we bring in yeah but even with like family members who've met our friends there's it's such a great dynamic between the both of them yeah that is true is there any people of the past without naming names that you somewhat think about sometimes Mm. Yes, probably pre-meeting you, I had a very good close group of friends that were, like, kind of more wild. And I'm like, oh, God, are they still wild or they've calmed down? Yeah, I've had the same kind of group. It was so funny. I feel like what was so different about, well, not really different about us, is, like, before we met, we each had our own tight-knit group of friends. And for me... Back then, I was pretty much the person who liked to lead things or make plans and, you know, travel here and go to different places. And, you know, friends have their ups and downs and friends separate and friends come back together. But I feel like in your younger years, that's pretty much what you go through to build those relationships that we have now. But I think about past relationships and past friends and, you know, I'm not... I'm usually the one that wears the heart on the sleeve and friendships, and I'm always like, no, we're not going to fight anymore. And then we wind up fighting, and then we're making back up. And, you know, times have changed. It's just like family. You yeah. make up with family, and you move on, you know. In the gay culture, at least, we always say that, you know, we have a chosen family of our family. We're kind of building those chosen family pieces. We do. So we you're going to fight with them sometimes, and you're going to be like brothers and sisters and kiss and make up, or... We're just not going to talk for five years. Right. I feel like there's friends Until that... some crazy holiday. 
Right. I feel like there's friendships out there that I'm like, I don't want to talk to that person anymore. But they're there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're all wondering who these are. Yeah. But I love yous. <laughs> um, What are... Being in a relationship for 12 years, um, you know, people have their highs and lows. Um... You know, and they're non-negotiables and compromising together. What are some, us being together, what are some, like, 12-year rules or things that you've come into contact with that you're like, I can do that, I can't do that? Mm. I think as we've aged in life and aged in our relationship... We have almost melded into, we used to use the word, oh, we're compromising. But I don't think it's even about compromising more. I think it's about, like, an understanding of what works best for our our knits or our our team. Like, we're, you know, team Brown McKenna. So, like, we're not going to do anything that's not going to be best for Brown McKenna. Not, um, there's no compromising to make that work. It's just non-negotiables that do not work for our team. Do you feel like it's a look like not going to do that or I'm going to do that. Correct. And you know your boundaries just like I know my boundaries. Me too. Sometimes I hit a little below the belt. I'm not going to lie. Everyone does that. (laughs) Is there any non-negotiables for you? And it, you know, in a relationship, not, you know, not just with me, but in in any relationship, do you, there are certain things that make Kenan Brown, Kenan Brown. Um, I am very cutthroat. That's one thing that I've been trying to work on, but it's just part of me that, like, you crossed me once, okay, cross me again, I'm done. Well, I feel like that's where they're same on certain things. I'm a little more, I think I'm a little more vocal than you are, where it's just like, no, fuck that. Where you're like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Correct. Would you agree? I completely agree. It's sometimes just a look like, mm, that was your first it happens again we're done was there any things during our relationship where you were like hmm I don't know where this is going hmm. I want to say it was our like first summer and like we both were younger and like you were going out a ton I was trying to not go out a ton and it just felt like I, don't, I can't keep doing this like I'm run down and you still wanted to go out, so I was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to work. We did used to go out a lot when mm-hmm. we, in our heyday, is like, literally at least Thursday to Monday. Yeah. Yeah, lots of nights of drinking and having fun with different crowds and coming home at, Jesus, 4 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. going to work at 9. Correct. Many, many of Saturdays, I ended up just basically showering and going to work for a full eight-hour shift. For real, like, I remember times coming home where it's like, I'm literally about to get three hours sleep, and then get up and go to work. Yeah, and probably still reek of alcohol. Right, probably. Smell the reek of alcohol. Um, For me, I think it was, like, Chicago. I think it was a tough second year for us. Um, You were in school, and I, you know, we we just hit rock bottom. And I feel like we, that was, like, our make or break year. Mm. And here we are. Yeah. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. I mean, I think it was a tough year, but I had so many other things going on that I wouldn't have 
at that moment, I probably didn't see it as make or break. I just saw it as tough times. I definitely would say that was our break or break year. For me, mm-hmm. in, in any standpoint. Um, you know, we've been through so much together, highs and lows and different thoughts and different hurdles and here we are today. Still going. Still going strong. The I think when energizer bunny over here. I think when we moved back to DC and we moved into Arlington and we finally got out of retail it was kind of like a second win for us. Um in regards to, you know, leaving retail, getting into property management, making more money, setting stronger goals for ourselves and where we wanted to be in the next three to five years. Yeah. So that comes marriage. Um, I think after being together for like eight long years, everyone's like, you've been with him for eight years. Like, when are you going to get married? Um, and you just know, you just know. Um so I'll let you tell the story on how I proposed. Well, I see it. Michael picked the perfect proposal because I always said that I wanted it to be just like our normal selves. Nothing over the top. I don't want to be on a hot air balloon. I don't want to be whisked to Paris. I want it to be our usual, right? Because that's what you're. That's what you're marrying. You're marrying that person for the 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 usual days, not the exciting ones all the time. Um, Because those come far and too few between. So we had went to Safeway, our favorite Safeway on King Street. And we bought stuff for dinner, which we did three or four times a week. And we cooked. We ate. We had our usual, you know, talk about work or life or whatever during dinner. And then Mike was like, oh, let's dance. And I'm like, we never do this. This is so awkward. Maybe he's like reading a book or something that makes this possible and we danced and michael put on i forget our our wedding song which is um today tomorrow by ty austin and then he like got on one knee and proposed and i was like what i don't understand and then he then he said he said yes and i was like Oh my God, what, what? And I was so like in shock of all the um, sensory things that were going on. And then I like was like in these short shorts, just like lounging around the house. We were definitely in like short shorts and pajama shorts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I literally was just like after a day of work. And yeah, Michael did it on Facebook Live. And I called my mom and I cried. And yeah. It was so funny. Like, I was so nervous that day in regards to how I was going to do it. And I was, like, looking where I can put the phone and everything else. And the funniest thing about that was the day before I was, like, or possibly during that week, I told Britt at the time. I was, like, I'm going to marry Kenan this weekend. Like, I'm going to propose. This is it. And we went ring shopping. And I was everywhere at Tyson's, everywhere in the Galleria. I was doing research online. And I finally found the ring, and I think I came home that day, and I basically said, don't get mad, but I spent a lot of money, and I lent it out to one of our friends, and she desperately needed it, and we're going to get it back, don't worry. And I think you were, like, in shock, like, oh my god, how can you take all this money out of our account? But at the end, it was a very good time, and I proposed on Facebook Live, and... We wound up getting married 
like six months later? Yeah, so we were... I proposed on Beyonce's birthday. He did propose on Beyonce's birthday. And I got married on Andrew's birthday. (laughs) And we got married on Andrew's birthday. Two very powerful queens. Yes. Um, Yes. But, yeah, that was a very short-lived... It was right after Donald Trump got... um, in office, we decided that, like, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what will happen about, you know, marriage equality. So let's just go ahead and do it. And we planned this in, like, a month, our wedding. On it was our it was very small, intimate, with close friends and family on the Barley Rooftop. On the Barley Rooftop, we had, we had Salam cater our food. She was an amazing and is an amazing cook. And we had... A playlist for some music and we had people here from philly and my brother showed up and it was yeah it was a and magical day i would say like i did not expect our fishing to be that fucking amazing like oh, he, was he was amazing, amazing. like amazing amazing yeah like was- i would have never thought that i would cry on my wedding day i'm usually more composed in front of people but like he was so like hit us on the head like who we are how our relationship is how we are together how we are with our friends and family and like there was not a dry eye no there really wasn't like you would think that we've known him for years that's how like he didn't sound robotic he didn't seem like he was pulling out of his ass like it was so great that he even like met with us the week before to go over everything and what we wanted and what we felt about it and what everything and how everything was going to take place. It was, yeah. it was, it was amazing spirit. It was definitely good to times. do our. It was definitely good officiating times. of our wedding. Yeah, we had pizza at the end of the night from Stone Hot. Stone Hot. Shout out to Stone Hot. If anyone's ever in Alexandria, Virginia, you have to try this pizza out. It's amazing. Yes, look up Stone Hot. But we had really good food the day of the wedding too. We did a lot of brunch. I think a lot of brunch. We literally put on show that day. Yeah, it was amazing. We really did. And here we are in present day. Present day. Philadelphia. Yeah. Where do you see yourself, Kenan? Or where do you see us in, like, the next five years? Mm. Actually, to be honest, I see us on the cover of Parents Magazine. Okay. Was one of my non-negotiables to have kids. I don't it think it is one of your non-negotiables. Now, I don't know if it's going to be what you envisioned for Parents.com, but I see us in that capacity. Okay. Well, I definitely see a big house somewhere, somewhat of a house in the next couple years, if not next year. Obviously, that's goal next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then possibly kids. I'm getting up there. 40 is my scary age, so. Now you're going to be in a walker by the time they go to college. Mm, just remember, you're going to have to take care of me. I'm getting hired for that. <laughs> so we are coming to the close of episode six. Love, Marriage, and Separation. And we are going to continue with part two in just a short few moments. So definitely stay tuned. Thank you for listening to part one on love and marriage and myself and Kenan's story. Join us on part two where we talk about separation, growing up with single parents, and living with single mothers. Stay tuned.